0: Can't get enough of Cthulhu in Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at The Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: And welcome to another Cthulhu in Cairo episode. I'm Raz, and I'll be your keeper this evening. And I'm going to just go through a quick synopsis, since we haven't done that in a while on an episode. So if you've had problems or joined us somewhat through the podcast, we'll get you caught up real quick. So our team of adventurers, who will introduce themselves shortly, were at an opening uh, at a museum uh, for a barge. They were invited to an after party at a bookstore, a famous one in London. Things kind of went sideways. A group of thugs demanded at gunpoint a book of poetry by a Portuguese author. They were thwarted by our team and the book was given to them in gratitude, and they noticed uh, that there was a key hidden inside the binding of the book and an inscription to Aleister Crowley. They did some research, had some things happen, and uh, the bookstore was burned to the ground the next day. They figured out the key was belonged to a Rose Edith Kelly, who was Crowley's wife, a friend of theirs, an acquaintance to some, Ended up being killed ritualistically. The team started to put some of the pieces together. Found out they need a prophecy. By a turn of the century occultist Helena Blavatsky, indicated that a ritual could be performed if six items of power were collected. These items are not specific; they are vaguely inferred to. So the team put their best lists together. And the first item they've decided to go after was the Bluntfun, or if I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. The blooded Schwastika flag in Germany. Now, that's where we pick up our team now. Um, Some things have happened, and one of them has been injured, so we catch up with them in a hospital. But we are a few days from a culminating event. And we'll see what happens to them tonight. So let's start off with uh, Joel, who is playing Sid. Uh, for our folks at home, Sid or Joel, what can you tell us about what's going on in Sid's life?
2: So um, Sid's ba- background, very briefly, is that he is a Cockney uh, English Englishman, served in World War I as an engineer, one of the royal engineers, who specialized in uh, tunneling underneath no man's land and trying to blow up uh, the other side's bunkers because of the experiences of that and the foils of wars he moved away to the country and um, basically spent some time converting himself in sort of like a multiplex knife a guy who could fix anything and do anything he is a member of a somewhat secret society that has been referenced so far in the game and that will probably come out more readily later on um, but his main role uh, is to basically be the guy to fix things that break for the other characters and to help where he can in an engineering and mechanical time way
1: great and next to uh joel playing faye dawson our injured investigator who had a harrowing experience after um running having a run-in with a colonel mueller of the recently formed ss is melinda playing faye dawson How's Faye doing, Mel? Is she going to be OK?
0: You know, Faye's had better days. She had a very traumatic experience. She definitely is very comforted by the fact that her friends did find her. And she feels safer now, knowing that they're there. But this, this past events will definitely change her going forward. Um, I think it'll take a while for her to get back to her normal, bubbly, happy self. And I think that she'll hopefully Think twice before doing certain things, and she's never going yeah. herself anywhere, for again. again. Permanent buddy system. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Definitely true. Okay, that was excellent. And next to Faye is Lauren, and Lauren is playing Catherine Ross. Catherine uh, got a little shaken up after what happened to Faye. Catherine is our medic of the team. So, uh, where's Catherine's head at at this point, Lauren?
3: So Catherine's head, like like you said, she got a little shaken, got a little too intense at the mystical bookshop. She threatened Carl. It wasn't pretty. But we can think about it like this. She has lost someone incredibly important to her before, and it really shaped who she is as a person right now. And she does not want to go through a major loss again. And she's developed in close bonds with these people. And she's their medic, their reluctant team mom. Her job is to help protect them. So having somebody like, where is she? Is she okay? There's blood. I don't know what's going on. She kind of went snapcrackers. Her headspace right now is get Faye back to square one. Mission can wait for a second.
1: Fair enough. And next to Lauren is Kayla playing Aveline Hammond. Aveline also had a big uh, revelation trying to reach out to her network of Agents and spies and friends that she uh, works with with a masked vigilante known as the Reflection. Aveline had some uh, some hiccups in that thought. What happened there, Aveline?
4: Well, like a fool, she believed that her her buddies in the organization that she works with can't be bought. But hey, he's German. And when he disconnected the call after hearing the name Colonel Mueller, it was... um. It was a moment for Evelyn where she felt great fear because oh shit, we may have alerted them or who knows, maybe this wasn't my agent. Maybe our network has been compromised. So she's in a very paranoid, very freaked out state of mind because if her network has gone rogue on her, then she is at a loss.
1: Yeah, that's going to be going to be a tough recoup, but we'll see where that goes. And our pulp Hero John's Professor John Schooley, historian from Lisbon, born in New Brunswick. That was referenced in last episode as well. How is uh, John holding up here, Scott? You, uh, how do you see him handling the uh, last couple of evenings' events?
5: You know, John's an educated man, a professor. Yes, he's a war veteran, but that's you know within the confines of the rules of war. You know, um, and his experiences here kind of the first time he's out and about in the quote-unquote field if we will he's starting to get a little i think disconcerted by the sort of clandestine forces that seem to be aligning against this small group and um it's making him i think a little uh a little paranoid and uh, perhaps a little desperate willing to uh willing to perhaps uh, stretch the boundaries and cross some lines that maybe in his past he wouldn't have considered himself possible of
1: doing. Well, you know, uh, as they say, desperate times call for those measures, desperate measures. And uh we've definitely seen John rise to that a cha- that that occasion. So, be interesting to see where we go tonight with all this culminating in Berlin and and getting close to the day of uh trying to get this flag. So, that's where we're at right now. Um we do appreciate you for joining us and we're going to get right into it because we have a lot to cover and Only so little time to cover it. So we're at the hospital. It's 12.30 a.m. on a Thursday morning. The march is scheduled to begin tomorrow on Friday at 2 p.m. It is a walkout for many of the uh, workers that follow in the belief and ideology of the Communist Party. And that's about where we're going to pick up. Uh, The two gentlemen, Sid and Professor John, are sitting in the waiting room. Aveline has been pacing in the hallway. Catherine was staying near Faye, just trying to keep an eye on her vitals and get additional information from the charts. And we're off. So what do we want to start with?
5: So Sid and I have just noticed that uh, that uh, headline, that picture of the newspaper, right? Yep. Sid,
1: we need to bring
5: this to the others.
2: I agree. But I don't think we should say it in front of Faye. She's been through quite a lot. So I thought maybe we should bring them into the hall and them separate, and then go in and figure out how to break the news to Faye. Smart.
1: Okay, so the gentlemen are referring to a photograph that was taken about six days ago uh, in front of the barge of SETI at the museum that I earlier spoke of. Faye was announced to be one of the new diggers in Cairo for this season by the British Museum in London. And... It was international news. This uh, other find from that same dig site of SETI's Royal Barge was an amazing discovery. And her photo was snapped uh, by several photographers in front of it. And in the interim, while things have been happening to the team, that photograph made its way back to Berlin and became page three news. Uh, with a big snapshot of Faye and a half-page article about the dig and some other things about the British Museum. So, okay, guys, so Aveline is not far away. You can almost see her from your vantage point in the chairs. Kind of motion over to Aveline to come join us.
4: I I do it. Just hold up the paper.
1: paper. We're blown, (laughs) I
5: guess you might say. Oh, dear. Don't know. Could this have, I mean, it could have, I guess, worked into what happened with Faye, you know? She went questioning and nosing around and they knew exactly who she was.
2: I think it might be of ours for us to uh, leave the city. I think it might've gotten a bit too hot for us now. Perhaps we should uh, move on to either another object or reinterpret the object that we thought we were going for because there can be more than one that should suit its purpose, I would think. And perhaps we should go there.
5: Sid, I think uh, this flag is a tough Thing It's a tough get for us, highly protected in the headquarters of this entire nation, revered. It's been been a a weighing thing on my mind this whole time. You know, how exactly is this going to work? If we think it's just gotten too hot here, I, I think you raise a good point. And if there are items that seem like they're so specific, should we not prioritize going to try to find those items first, wherever they may be?
4: then we came to berlin for
5: well, we came what here, a
4: brief interlude of mayhem well,
5: i i thought we came here because it was closest geographically speaking and it and was that, you know, to to go about the, this path in the most like efficient man but um if that's if that's the case i don't know what do you guys think i i think we ought to look for greener pastures you're not going to have to convince me long to get out of Nazi Germany or what is heading to be Nazi Germany. This place is
1: scary. <laughs> right. The Weimar this on is, the edge of uh, tipping over the, the
5: edge.
2: edge. The edge this of extinction,
4: the, yeah. This is the point where Eveline like, reiterates, like I don't know how easily that can be achieved, what with the notoriety that we have. And the situation that happened when I called my guy in Berlin, I don't, I'm actually, I'm actually scared. I'm actually scared for us because what I can't get in touch with him right now my guy in Berlin and
5: well we can
2: drive. What he, happened he when told, you called your guy when you got your guy in Berlin what happened what what did he say I don't I don't think we talked about that perhaps maybe we can we, go over that brief, and help you.
4: I briefly mentioned it in the car cuz I didn't want the taxi driver to hear us talking about the name again because who knows who's loyal to who in Berlin these days. But when I said the name of the man that it was responsible for what perhaps what happened to Faye. He just hung up the phone and
2: am I might speaking to him.
4: And I think he my worst fears are he's either an agent for him or my contact that was not my contact and they wanted to be sure that this was my network and that I was looking for him and now they're going to wanna to find me and all of us.
5: Who were you speaking to or did you think you were speaking to
4: The Mirages all have code names. The one I was talking to I only know him as Gustav. Is, and this, was,
5: is this related to the, to the club?
4: This is related to the Reflection, the Mirages.
5: Okay, so you hadn't called the club.
4: I called my network because I know the Cobalt Club has different varying ties because of their wealth. I did not think calling a member of the Cobalt Club was the best idea. I thought calling somebody that I have spoken to, that I have done missions with in the past, would understand. But if oh, okay. it sounded like him, I didn't... I didn't think anything of it but if he's Ber- if he's in Berlin, I should have thought of this before and now I'm I'm frightened.
5: I understand. What, but yeah. but the club still remains a possibility of a resource that we might be able to find some help at.
4: If we can find a way to do it discreetly and without them knowing, maybe perhaps that we've tipped off a very very angry German man who has tried to kill one of us, then yes, but I don't well, I I wouldn't I wouldn't trust well, any German right now as far as I can throw them.
5: Well, we can call somebody outside of Germany, but the the best way to, the best way to interact with the club is to be fully honest and upfront.
4: There are just some things that people keep under their hats all the time with these types of organizations, and I don't know who's loyal to who. We, so we that's where I'm nervous.
5: We had to fly here because of the channel, but Europe's an open continent at this time, right, Keeper?
1: Uh, you one. can move about fairly. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, there's no law, border patrols or anything like that. It's you can, you can move. Uh, you, you'll still need passports and things just to move around something, but that's only for informational purposes. If if you have a run in with the law or whatever, as what citizenry you belong to. Catherine, at this point, you come out looking for a coffee or something. Faye's sleeping, and the other three are huddled together so that you enter into the conversation.
3: So what are we? What are you guys talking about? Anything? I,
2: uh, I point to the paper and have him turn the paper to show her as discreetly as possible. We're blown, love. It's time to leave this popsicle stand, greener pastures, before right. one of us ends up dead.
3: I agree, wholeheartedly. We.
2: Obtaining my only fear that-, is that this. My only fear is that this guy, this fellow, might be part of some organization that might want uh, to do more harm to our girl or to us, now that he knows us. So we might still be on our trail even if we leave.
1: The article doesn't reference any other person but Faye. Not trying to change your minds or how you're doing it, but Faye is the one reference, just so I mean, just so you're aware. I don't want to make you think your names were mentioned or you know, the guests included. That that wasn't in there.
3: Well, we can right now Faye is so distraught. She's in and out. It's gonna be a bit more time. Before I can get concrete answers out of her about yeah, whether she, or not she a, did mention our names,
1: is, is she even safe to move, Catherine? No.
3: Keep no.
1: You could do it, but you're not happy about doing it.
3: How much time would I give her before it would be safe? Because I want to How leave. How far? Venice.
1: You want to take her on a couple hundred mile trip? I mean, yeah. Like, like is she is she bedridden right now? She she's bedridden. Yeah. She there's she needs time to heal. She needs healing time. Now, that's if you're weak. telling me you're moving her to another hospital where they're going to have Catherine sure. monitoring her with IV and everything, then she can be moved a short way. If you're trying to put her in, gonna happen.
3: that's going to happen anyway. If yeah. we're staying for one day, if we're staying for a week, we're moving her.
5: Yeah, you so feel, it, you feel if Faye needs to, move her. so we're we're here for a little bit of time, Sid. If you would indulge me, Catherine, obviously we don't think Faye should stay here, right? No, um, not at all. Uh, I mean, maybe she's okay right now, but if there's people looking for her or something of that nature, they're going to find her. I could make a call and see if there is some sort of more uh, private care facility and care that can be arranged um, that would be completely off the grid.
3: I think, great idea. I would like her closer to us. So if, if she's in another hospital, I want her closer to the hotel, closer to me. Hell, if we could set her up in the hotel. I don't know what resources your people have. I don't want our names dropped any more than they already are. Would your club need to know her name to set this up? No. Great. So let's get on that. Meanwhile, this, this bloody flag thing. If we're here for a few days, is the object still to get it? Because I have no interest in going into that building and playing capture the flag with a bunch of crazies.
2: Well, let me go back to the hotel. I'm supposed to hear back from my man... And let's see what let's he comes up with.
5: Yeah,
2: the race. Yeah, we got to get the information, see what I get back. If I don't get anything back from him, I'll, I'll stop at my resource and, and see what I can find out. And I think we've all come together uh, pretty tightly here. And I'm I'm willing to share with you as a group that, you know, my secret My secret group is the Masons. And so it's not quite as clandestine as uh, Miss Aveline and, and, and the Crimson Scarf, but... It is uh, a network, as it were. So uh, when, uh, you know, we have our rules and our regulations and such, so uh, I don't lodge. want you to think, now that we're deep in the deep in the bucket, so to speak, I don't want you to think that I'm holding back.
5: I've done a fair amount of research into the lodge, Sid. There's man. Much as, uh, as much as, you know, the secretive of nature of things can be found, at least, your, uh, your club does hold to its traditions and secrets very well.
3: I would like to reiterate that I belonged to a book club once.
1: <laughs> a very we very. We the Page Sisters. Club. Page <laughs> Sisters. The, the Page it, Turners, yeah.
4: <laughs> the Page Turners, so much better.
1: <laughs>
4: I, we we read
3: books and ate scones. That's about as much mystery as you got with me.
1: <laughs> um, oh, so all right. So then, let me ask you a question. Who so who wants? Okay. Are you going to go two to the hotel, two to stay with Fay? Are you going to arrange for her to be moved and then go to the hotel? What, what's the timetable and who wants to be where?
3: I'm not leaving.
2: I, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think from now on, there should never be a scenario where anybody is alone. You know, I think uh, our, our DFA has has proven that um, anyone who goes along alone is going to end up uh, beaten badly in some horrible way. So we need to stay together and take care of each other.
0: Don't pull so. a knee. Everybody stick to the buddy system. <laughs>
4: You yeah. just had to go to the Thesophical Society. I can't speak English. Listen, I didn't
0: know that I was going to end up in a graveyard, beaten to an inch of my life with a brand on me. If I had planned for this,
4: it's called the so Thesophical the so Society. You didn't think they might have a little bit of shadiness?
0: I had a like, great dang. time when I was in. I had a great time when I was in London.
4: That's because you broke the crystal ball on them. that's not why she had a
1: good
3: time anyway so okay so who is staying who's staying with me and bedridden here and who's going back to the hotel
5: well Well, i have to go go, i'm I'm gonna gonna go go find a phone
2: so so then i I will go i'll go with john to the phone so that no one's alone aveline can certainly take care of more than just herself she's proven that okay so aveline can uh, can stay with katherine and faye does that work and then john and i will Take care of his phone thing and then the hotel thing okay
4: sounds great hasn't exactly come back from the dead yet people (laughs) she hasn't she should she's tried to put a fist down her own face
1: yeah that happened so we'll start with the boys uh Sid and John John are you looking to do the call here or back at the hotel in their lobby or in your room uh what do you what are you thinking is there a uh,
5: is there a, a phone booth a private phone booth here at the hospital
1: yeah I'm sure there's a, a few like lined up you know in a row like four or five of the old wooden box type uh, that will uh, suit the that
5: will suit for now
1: okay and so I uh, I
5: go to one of the one of the boxes and uh, go ahead and, and pull up the operator and give her the information for the Cobalt club okay and um, inquire into uh, mr. Reelsdorf.
1: Yeah, at this time of night, the call connects fairly quickly. I mean, the traffic on the phone at night is much, on the lines is much quicker. The phone rings at the club. Eventually, uh, a voice does pick up, Cobalt Club. And again, he's speaking in German when he answers, but that you understand. You don't have to make a roll for that. That's, it's only when you're trying to do like higher thoughts and different types of sentences. I greet him and identify
5: myself. Uh, this is Juan uh, Scooley. I'm from the Lisbon branch. And uh, we're in Berlin. Uh, Mr. Realdorf knows me and knows my uh, my business here, uh, as does Mr. Allard. And uh, I am in need of emergency assistance.
1: Well, I'm Mr. Uh, he says Mr. Reelsdorf is not here at this hour, but how can I assist you, Mr. Schooley?
5: I need to see if you can arrange for some sort of private medical care. One of my Companions uh, has been gravely injured. Uh, we fear that her uh, her life could still be in danger, and that her staying in the public hospital, which she's at now, is not a good idea. Is there any sort of assistance that you can
1: give? Is her nature of her injuries in a surgical nature, where she needs immediate surgical attention, or she
5: has been uh, in surgery? and is convalescing now, but, uh, but her conditions, the sort that, you know, she's not really able to be, you know, ambulatory. So it is a, I guess you would say a secure, secure location, uh, with perhaps access to some sort of medical care or medical staff. We do have a medical person as part of our group who can see after her, but, um, something that would support that.
1: Well, we could, uh, the quickest way would be to, uh, facilitate her to the club itself in a room upstairs and then we could always move her again that would be the quickest quickest way to handle this uh, what is your what hospital is she currently in so he... I, I tell him the name of
5: the hospital and uh, I do clarify that my companion is not a club member uh, just to make sure you're fully aware I
1: I'm a I understand. If uh, we are dealing with a friend of an associate member or anyone who is in grave danger, um, is this does this at all involve the local authorities? Is there anything else? any complications I should know about? Where she should not be in the club? I don't believe so. Very well.
5: Nothing. Nothing official. Um, although we have seemingly run afoul of uh, some people here who maybe in their public capacities have certain positions, but secretly they are operating on a much more clandestine level.
1: Okay, you hear a pause. So, John, what are we we dealing with? I just, I don't want to put the glove or anyone in jeopardy.
5: I understand. Some sort of secret society here in Berlin. I've kidnapped And through this interaction, she uh, was able to escape, but only at grave injury to herself. Who exactly is in that secret society? I don't know. But they run counter-purpose to our club. Uh, I can tell you that. They are not friends.
1: Well, let me make a call to Mr. Uh, Reildorf. I can reach him at home. Is there a number I can get back to you at? let's say, 30 minutes, an hour to arrange for your friend's relocation. If he feels that the club should be the final destination, that is fine. If not, I'm sure we can arrange something. Uh, I'd like to get that information to you, or you can call me back within an hour, whatever works best for you.
5: Let me give you the number to our hotel, and I give him the number to uh, the hotel and and our room that we're staying at. Perfect. Um, I also tell him that we're staying under assumed names there, and I give him... The assumed names of Smith and
1: Wesson, <laughs> which he chuckles yeah. at.
4: By the way, why, God. why, why is that funny? Uh, I've never understood why we always chuckle at that.
1: Because it's the name Smith of the and Wesson, or it's a Not gun,
5: of American firearms, are you? Uh, yes, yeah, Smith, Smith and Wesson.
3: That was entirely the comedic stylings of me. Yes, it was. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, you Catherine
5: so I tell, I give him the number there, yep. and I tell him if I haven't heard from him in an hour's time, I, I will ring back, he, and I uh, I thank him, thank him graciously for his for his help,
1: yep. and um, and uh, hang up. So you step out of the box. The light goes very Germanly efficient as you open the door. The light above you goes out. Uh, Sid, he uh, I'm sure John fills you in as best he can. And now, gentlemen, you're heading to the hotel. Correct. Correct okay yeah we, uh, we had let the others know
5: that that's what we were gonna do right Make yep absolutely
1: and okay. yeah and they have the number there okay Catherine, aveline yes over to you mm-hmm. so it's now closing in on about 1 a.m Catherine, aveline where are you are katherine are you on the bed are you in the room are you uh and remember the german hospitals uh any national type hospital Americans are used to having two people in the room. This is a ward. It probably has four to six people in the room. She's okay. in serious condition, not critical. So, But she is post-surgery, so they would probably keep her on a floor where she's monitored you know, fairly regularly throughout the night. But if you're in there, you're going to have to be dead quiet because you'll be disturbing five or six other women. And all the patients in this room would be female.
4: Weren't we told that we had to be out of here at a certain time because of room checks?
1: Well, the nurse did tell you that you had to be out after midnight, but Catherine was able, with her uh, medical finesse and her charm and... Charm! ways, she... <laughs> was I able think to she get intimidated the, the doctor. She was able to get the <laughs> head nurse to kind of just give her the just-stay-quiet international symbol for shut-your-mouth. And you can stay by your friend for now. Medical professionals tend to give each other a little leeway, and that's giving... my
3: secret society.
1: Exactly, and that's a oh, b- Faye, good one Oh, Faye, ask. you're the only one without one. No, <laughs> Faye has one. They tr- they just beat it out of her. She's part of the new. <laughs> she's part of the new. <laughs> I get beaten internationally club. So that's always fun. That's you get a pin. You get... <laughs>
0: It's my goal to get my ass kicked in every continent. <laughs>
1: Congratulations. <laughs> you have won. So, um, where? So, Catherine, are you in the room? Or are you out in the hallway with Aveline? Are both in the room? What, what's going on?
3: Since we had the conversation with the guys, I walk back in. I check on Faye. She's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we check the vitals. She good. Yeah. I return to the hallway. Okay. With Aveline so we could talk so we're not disturbing the other patients, but I can get into her in like a moment's notice.
1: A doctor who about 35 or 40 comes walking okay. down the hall, sees the two of you in the hallway, doesn't really, you're really not his concern because that's a right. nurse's province like to chase people out. Doctors only do it if you're in their way exactly when they need you out of the way. So mm-hmm. he walks into the, into the room, makes his I way walk around. back in. Okay. Makes his way around. There is light coming from the hallway. Every patient has a small lamp near them so he can read the chart. Goes around. It takes about 20 minutes. He makes a note or notation on each chart. Gets to Faye. Goes over. Flips her wrist over to take her pulse. Make a psychology roll. First, do spot hidden.
3: How much of a spot hidden roll do I have to make? Because I've seen the mark on her wrist. Yeah. Like, a I cri- I critical success that time. Sure. So...
1: You know it's there.
3: Okay. So you want a spot hidden and a psychology? No, just
1: give me the spot hidden. Fourteen? Okay. So he flips it over, and his hands go to it, and you see him pause, and he doesn't depress his hands onto the mark. But he looks at his watch, and then lets her hand down, walks to the chart, and makes a notation... Looks to you and in German says, What are you doing here? You should be outside. And makes a note.
3: This is my friend, and I'm...
1: And she needs rest. Outside. He hangs the clipboard up, walks to the door, and waits for you to leave.
3: I acquiesce respectfully, but I do tell him, I am a nurse, this is a friend, and in she is as much in my care as she is yours. I step into the hall.
1: <laughs> okay. He comes out with you, shuts the door over, and heads <laughs> yeah. right to the nurse's station and lights the head nurse up top to bottom till she f- gets all discombobulated, just like she's upset. And she comes marching down the hall and says, I told you not to be in the way. I told you. Now you have to go to the waiting room. The doctor is very displeased.
3: Aveline, can I have your wallet?
1: Why do you want my what? <laughs> because
3: I want a breath mint, Aveline.
1: I don't
4: have any money you after bribing do. the... I why can't I'm... you use your money?
1: Okay. What money? So now the nurse is saying that she's going to call security because you're having an argument about how to bribe her in front of her. Like, why do you need my this money is... for the nurse? Waiting because for... Okay. Now! I-, I can't believe this. I'm sitting. Okay, you sit, Aveline, it. what are you doing? Do I have
3: sight of her room? Yeah. I'm sitting, I don't care if I have to move a chair, I'm sitting inside of her room.
1: Okay, we go to the boys. You're in a cab. You hailed one at the ho- front of the hospital, and you're heading back to the hotel. Takes about 20 minutes at this time of night, 25 minutes tops. You pull up in front of the Hotel Aldon front door is open it's a big enough hotel where they would have open doors all evening some would lock but this is a very metropolitan you know bigger hotel um you walk up to the desk and sid what are you gonna do
2: i ask the man if there is if there are any messages for uh my room hello mate i I, i'm wondering if there are any messages for my room i was hoping that there might be one while i was out and then I give him uh, the room number.
1: Ah, yes, sir. Uh, what is your name?
2: Pota. Sidney Potter.
1: With, with a with an L.
2: P O U L T E R. Oh, Potter. Volta.
1: Yeah, I see. Right here. Yeah. He hands it to you. Right, sure. <laughs> right, sure. Thanks. Okay. Cheers. So, you open it up, and. There's a phone number, and it's definitely from Eric Jarvis. It says, "Call ASAP."
2: I very quietly show the note to. I start to move away from the desk towards the the. Imagine they have a bank of, the bank of the same bank of phones. I move towards them into the center of the thing, and I sort of show it to John so that he sees. Mm-hmm. And um, then I motion that I'm I'm going to go make that call, and I head to the I head to the uh, the phone booth. Yep.
1: Uh, a little bit more, style. a little bit more lavishly deck, you know, um, le- better wood, nicer wood and stuff. Hospitals are going to be practical looking, but yeah, it's uh, it's a phone. You drop a, a couple of coins in, and instantaneously, an operator asks for the number. She does that in German again. Probably an operator speaks a smattering of English and French, but you're able to get a connection. It. We're on our way. Ten minutes.
2: All right. I walk. I walk out, and I um, I relay to uh, to John what just happened. What does that mean? To be honest, mate, I'm not quite sure. Doesn't usually get this clandestine in my group. Some funky handshakes, uh, you know, some ceremonial things. But uh, I don't know that I've ever been thrown into a cab if I haven't been drunk. I'm going to try <laughs> to see if we can do this together, because uh, otherwise. Next time you see old Sid, I might be half of a mustache
1: gone. I'm gonna take it that's not good. <laughs> I think we take it the same as, way. I'm gonna interpret that as bad. Bad to
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, say old Sid's not gonna give up his mustache without a fight, so Right. Whatever he needs, Sid, you let me know. All right, I'll get I'll see if I can't get you in with me. If I can't get you in with me, you get a cab and you follow me. Make okay. sure that I don't end up dating some old. You got it,
1: brother. So, where do you want to? Are you just waiting in the lobby?
2: Yeah. Oh, there, I'm sure there are a series yep. of tables and newspapers Absolutely. and that sort of thing. Yeah, and there's probably yeah. the continental newspapers. I do speak French fairly well, so I'll probably grab like a French paper. Yeah. If there's Should one, I,
5: a couple of t- tables away, sit. Maybe not be so obvious, and you can introduce me. And if it seems not, then I can more secretly follow that way.
2: Yeah. That sounds good. And I can I'll give you a nod. I'll give you a nod or a brush off.
5: Yeah. Perfect. I'll wait
2: for the signal. Remember, if I give you the brush off, you don't brush off.
1: <laughs> don't I brush off me. into a cab and then I stick to you like glue. Right, right. So you're reading a very famous French um, archaeological book called Le Bro- La Baroche, or Brioche? Um, it's, yeah, it's just the role or whatever, but that's okay. It's a name. I'm not very good with French names. Um, and you're, you're perusing through that and good mm-hmm. hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Porter, a phone call for you, sir. And they hang, but the, he puts the phone on the desk.
2: Okay. I grab the phone
1: around the corner truck. Two minutes.
2: I have a mate with me. I want to bring him. He is not a member. but he's trustworthy
1: fine two minutes
2: truck around the corner gotcha and the phone back give down the high sign to follow me and i
1: make my way
2: yeah i imagine we since we just got back now and did not go back to the room that we're still loaded for bear under our jackets
1: oh Oh, yeah (laughs) you guys are freaking wrecking crew kind of wishing
5: i had those brass knuckles how much time has passed since we left the ho- the hospital?
1: Uh, it's now about one twenty, one thirty in the morning. And we left what time? Uh, you left them about one a.m. Back to the girls. Oh. All right. So you're sitting in the in the hallway, uh, out in the, by the waiting in the waiting room, with, leaning up against the, the wall where you can see the the room for Catherine. I mean, I'm sorry for Faye. And coming up the hall, you see two metropolitan police officers. They're small black caps just the regular outfit. They all wore black. It's not the black of anything that you would think of in the SS. It's just the police uniform. It's very, very generic for them. Berlin's police did wear, you know, the normal Bobbies that you would think of in England in blue. They tended to wear black. Um, It's just their outfit during the Weimar era. Uh, And they come walking up and they don't stop with you. They just walk right past and head to the nurse's station and you see one young nurse nod and walk away, and within moments, the young doctor is back and he's speaking with them. I don't think this is good.
4: No, it's I- not. W- what do we do? Well, we wait. We see if they come over. And, uh, don't call anybody a Schnitzel, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's <you> basically, <laughs> don't make any lewd German comments.
3: Great. What happens if- what happens if they come over? What if they're here for Faye? We're not allowed back.
4: What? We we just have to be patient. He may not be talking about us.
1: Give me sanity check, Lauren, for Catherine.
4: Sanity.
3: She's losing it. <laughs> well, f- slap my ass and call me Susan. I failed that.
1: <laughs> Got right. an 87. All right, so you lose two points on Susan san- sanity because you're really getting concerned and you're acting nervous. Suspicious. Very suspicious. suspicious. Aveline, What do you want to try to do? You her, you can see Catherine is, I mean, she's a, a nurse that can handle triage, but that's when she's in control of a situation. This is outside her wheelhouse. She is out of control, doesn't know, you know, she can't tell the cops to go away. She can't, doesn't know if they're there for you. She's starting to act like, a, you know, and the cops have definitely, one of them has looked down the hall now at least once or twice and is kind of eyeing her like, because she's, what are we gonna do? I mean, they're here for her. What if they're here for Faye? We're never gonna. And she's rapidly talking, making herself. It's becoming obvious she's losing a little bit of her self control.
4: I'm hardened. Does that help? That's in why any I didn't way? ask you.
1: That's why I didn't ask you to deal with it. Okay,
4: You've... I basically Plus like turn my body. I turn like I am. The way that I'm imagining it, she's next to me. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of seated in the open aisle area. I turn my back. So that the cops are only seeing my back, and I'm covering her face a little bit as I'm okay. talking. Catherine, I need you to take a deep breath, okay? Right now,
3: I I am breathing. I I think I'd know if I'd stopped if I'd stopped breathing. There's we're just sitting here. We are just sitting here.
4: I need you to calmly walk to the bathroom, splash some water on your face, pretend like you've been crying, and don't come back for five minutes. What are you gonna do? If they come over here and talk to me, I will do what I can. But you, you are having a mental breakdown, quote-unquote.
1: Mini panic attack.
4: You're having a mini panic attack. You need to go take a breather. They can't follow you into the ladies' room. And they can't talk to you in the ladies' room. The bathroom. Looking
3: for a bathroom, she walks towards
1: the bathroom. Yeah, there's one down the hall marked clearly for the ladies. I go, I go, I go to the... I go to the bathroom. Aveline, you see the two policemen take position outside of Faye's door and stand guard.
4: I'm not consider. I'm not considering that a problem right now because they're just standing guard right yep. at this point. Is there? Is one of them like a sergeant or a detective or something?
1: A y- military rank. I mean, um, police rank. Not something I'm sure you would know readily in Germany. Has your character ever visited Germany before? No. Yeah. Probably not. So more than likely you wouldn't wreck. I mean, one guy looks to be the senior officer just because he's a little bit older, you know, um, maybe one or two extra marks on his uniform, uh, you know, a braid on the, by the lapel or some sort of decoration maybe that he achieved. Uh, you could talk to him, but the younger one, actually, if you got a feel from the two, like just by their posture, the older one looks like just a nasty hard ass. And the younger guy seems to be a little bit more, you know,
4: I get I go to the coffee machine and I make them two coffees.
1: You pour two coffees. And now do you speak any German?
4: No. Okay.
1: Zilch. Nada. Nada. All right. So you I don't up. talk
4: to them. I just get them coffees.
1: OK. The young one reaches out and takes it. The older gentleman looks at you. Give me a um, give me a luck roll.
4: I uh, did my luck. I got a 36. It's okay. a regular success.
1: Regular. All right, yes. he eyeballs the cup, looks at you, looks at the cup, looks up at the clock on the wall, and then takes it. <laughs> so, you...
4: I bow my head a little bit. It's like, have a nice evening. And I go over to the nurse's station, and I'm I'm like, uh, to the nurse who can speak English, do those men speak any English at all?
1: The one nurse looks up, she's like, no, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they speak any English. I mean, you're in Germany. You are aware, yes, that you should be speaking German.
4: I have friends who speak German for me. I can speak French and Spanish. Well, then ask them
1: if they have friends that speak English for them. Because that's not makes any sense to me.
4: Excuse Uh, me, madam. I'm just asking a question because I forgot something in my friend's room.
1: What did you forget?
4: I forgot a piece of, I forgot a piece of paper with a note written on it for a friend of mine. That's all. I left it in there. I left it in there for whatever reason. I was rummaging through my purse. I left it on the table. I don't want anyone to see it.
1: I'm going to be doing some some rounds and administering medications within the half hour. I will go in and look for it. But I'm very busy. No,
4: I appreciate that. And would you like me to make you a coffee as well? You must be tired.
1: I want you to go to the waiting room.
4: Can I use my persuade to, like, calm her down a little bit?
1: You mean persuade her to make you go to the waiting room uh, yeah Normally, no just persuade is, her to
4: calm down i'm like listen could you please just calm down i'm trying go ahead. to i'm trying yeah. to keep i'm trying to be nice here i'm not a, i'm not a front. i'm like sorry okay i got a regular success out of a 46 under 50.
1: so you persuade her that you mean no harm and that it's innocuous it's just a piece of paper you just really needed it and that's where she finally says Fine, I will go get it in a few moments. I appreciate that you are not trying to be a pain in my rectum, but please move to the waiting room. <sighs> okay, and just one more. Are you Columbus? Please
4: go to
1: the. Va- go ahead, what is it?
4: <laughs> just one quick question. Why? Are, like, who's inside that waiting room? Who's inside that room that they're protecting? That must be very important.
1: The doctor said that. Uh, I, I don't know. He he made a comment about that your friend may have... He might have recognized that she, the damage done to her looks like it was... She might have been the attacker and those were wounds in, from someone who defended themselves. And he asked the Metropolitan Police to come and to take a look at her, but they don't have an investigating officer who can do that. So they sent these two men to... Stand here so no one can go in or out and speak to her.
4: I would very much like to speak to a doctor, but you do not have to call him. But I will be speaking to somebody later on. I hope you have a very good evening. And I go back to the waiting room.
1: And in German, you get the gist of, do the English take no for an answer? Do they ever listen? Are they always so hoity? Do they not get that we're busy? We're recording these during COVID-19, so just a quick aside... We want to thank all the nurses and doctors uh, and all healthcare professionals that have uh, are keeping us uh, safe and on our feet during this very serious time. So, thank you, everybody. Yeah. We appreciate that. Okay, back to the guys. So, you are you going out? The idea was to go around the corner. Is that correct, Sid?
2: Yes, just to go around the. Uh, that's what I took it. Is to go around the corner, and then a truck will pull up in two minutes, mm-hmm. and we. I am to, I'm guessing get inside. So I, I I let him know that I wanted my uh, yep. friend to come with me, and he said that wasn't a problem. That scares the hell out of me. So, uh, well, I'll say it gives
5: me pause. Sure thing. I pull my coat uh, tightly around me, and I follow right behind Sid, and I
1: keep my mouth shut. Yep. The two of you step outside. You look down the road. There are cars milling about. Um, you don't see anything. You walk to the closest corner. You go around it and you're about 15 20 30 feet tops down this this street and you hear tires squeal they come around the corner and you see a truck that says uh van diemer industries on the side in german it says van diemer and then industrial or whatever it is from german brakes hit hard and the back doors fly open four or five men come pour let's say five men come pouring out they motion to you to come quickly and to jump into the back of the van, the truck, the box truck.
2: Okay, this doesn't sound, I looked at John and I say, crazier things have seldom happened to me. I hope you've got your wits about you tonight.
5: Let's go. I give him a flabbergasted look and I follow right behind him,
1: jump in the truck. The first guy helps you up onto the top of the truck. And as you step in, it's pretty dark. Um, There's very little light. It is truly a box type truck. The only lights coming from the street lights out on the Strassa. Um, a bag is snapped over your head a black cloth and they take John and they put a black cloth over him and you hear a voice immediately say this is for your own safety please and they help you sit down and they say we're on our way the trip will only take about 20 minutes please be patient you hear the door snap you hear what you believe to be Russian being spoken the box truck takes off like a bat out of hell and you disappear deep into the night. Back to the girls. Great. Communists. That's great. Well, Great, that you got nabbed who, too? Well, that got
2: was- Better than Nazis.
4: Who you, you got was. nabbed?
1: Hold
2: on. God,
4: guys. Sid. Th- th- women would not do this.
1: Sid, you did reach out to someone who said he could- Oh, get, I know, yeah, I know.
2: Okay. okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just saying like I hear it and I'm like, oh, oh, great. Not they're, they're not Nazis. My fear is that they're going to go. You would be untrustable, man. make us so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, that was my fear. But the fact that I hear Russian actually makes me feel a little bit better.
1: Oh, good. I've I because, always fear when I have a bag on my head and hear Russian that I'm in a much better well, shape. <laughs> yeah, in
2: all fairness, in most situations, I, I would probably have let go of one or two different movements, but. Uh, In in this situation, I think we're probably safer with the communists, knowing what history was, than with the Nazis.
1: Okay. That's a lot. All right, so now 2 a.m. comes. Um, The police are still standing outside the door. Catherine, you've come back. Uh, You have splashed some water on your face. You've touched up your makeup. The two gentlemen there have finished their coffee and put it down. The nurse has gone into the room, Aveline, and emerges and briskly walks down to you and says... There is no paper. What paper?
4: I don't know. I thought I left it in there. I apologize. I can't find it. I assumed I left it in the room.
1: Yeah, well, you didn't. Good evening. I appreciate
4: you looking, truly.
1: I I, I believe you with all of my heart. And she walks away.
4: Goddamn German nurses.
1: (laughs) So, how long are you going to stay? Are you going to try to reach the boys at the hotel? Are you looking to try to interact with the police? What are you doing? Are you going to just take... Are you going to try to catch some shut-eye of each one taking, like, an hour nap in the chair? What's the overall plan here for what you're trying to do?
3: Silly, but we did not arrange for quote-unquote relief from the guys. Also, they're in a van right now. So they can't give us any relief. We don't don't know anything about that. Of course we don't know that. But what I'm saying is now we shouldn't leave Faye alone, but now we're both stuck here, and it's- this is a sticky situation.
4: I- at this point, I probably would tell Catherine, like, I whisper as, like, calmly as I can. Those men can't speak English, so as long as we talk in these whispered voices, they probably won't understand a word per se. But I need you to stay calm and don't react. Do you understand? I
3: hate when people tell me that, but go on.
4: Ay, ay, ay. Well, if I didn't, you'd- scream like a banshee and try to charge in their he- head first, so that's why.
3: done that in my life, but go on.
4: The doctor, I believe, has told the police falsely that the injuries on her were self-defense wounds made by another. She was the attacker. They think she has committed a crime.
3: That Faye has committed a crime? Shh.
1: That's great. Remember that stay calm? What?! No! That Faye has committed a
4: crime?! That was calm. I know. What the You're fine. I we, still she goes like <laughs> Don't say her name. Don't what say God? her name. Don't say her name. What kind of bullshit is this?
3: <laughs> they they have to be joking.
4: This they is They are not. So I, I applied them with coffee and they are awake. But how are we going to move her if they think she's a suspect in something?
3: I can't. I'm not sure. The last time we needed to get rid of somebody, we drugged him and stuck him in the back of a cab. I don't think that's going to work this time.
4: Do you think you can cause a medical emergency?
3: What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you like, can cause a medical emergency. Like what kind? To who? Uh,
4: not me. We need me in case things start getting ugly. There's and rooms you, everywhere.
1: The I mean, there's patients all over the place. We need to start a
4: days. medical emergency. And in order to draw the cops away, it has to be large enough disturbance for them to be wanting to draw their attention away.
3: And then, we gotta, and then we're moving Faye.
4: We have to move Faye in a very specific time schedule when the boys get here with the van, or the truck, or whatever it is they're going to use to move her. But if they get involved, they may, we may be able to cause a big enough disturbance in order to draw the police away and grab her and escape.
3: Sounds... good, I can... shit, I can cause a medical disturbance with a chair, like, what do you- what do you need, like?
4: The only problem is, the nurse doesn't want you skulking around the rooms.
3: I'm not skulking, I- I'm a- I'll show her- I'll show
4: her my damn ID, it's not- it's not skulking, that's my friend in there! She's already pissed off enough because apparently I'm a hoity-toity Londoner, but How- how'd she get that impression? I tried to come up with an excuse to go into the room to see her at least get past the guards, but she would not take the bait, and then she got even more pissy even at me. And it's because Mm. you decided to bribe her right to her face when she was already mad! You don't bribe someone who's angry! You bribe someone when they need to be discreet!
3: My plan would have been seamless. Hand me the wallet, hand her lots of money!
1: So that debate will continue for a while. If you're just waiting to hear back from the guys, then we're gonna skip over to them. If you come up with a plan, um, or you think of something you want to do in the interim, I'll check back with you in a moment, gentlemen. You're yeah. driving in this this back of this box truck. There's def you know there's people bouncing against you a little bit. Finally, the the truck comes around a corner and slows down. Uh, you hear what sounds like the door. Somebody running away. Then you hear the squeak of what sounds like maybe gates being pulled apart, very, you know, older, heavy, heavy gates, industrial-type gates. And then the truck drives again, you know, at a first gear. Takes in. Guy behind you, you know, now the, the gates have passed behind you. You can hear from the back of the truck that they're re-secured. Uh, the guy jumps up on the back, and he's holding on outside. You can feel his weight as he steps on the springs. And the truck drives for another minute or so until finally you are, the truck stops, the back panel is dropped, and they help you come down, bring you inside this building, pull the hoods off, and you see a large, empty factory floor that appears to just be in disrepair and disuse. Windows are shattered at the top of it where light used to pour in, you know, during the day. Um, They're just broken panes of heavy lead and glass. Um, And you see several printing presses just printing out propaganda. uh, Over each press is a sample of what it's printing. It's talking a lot about the rally on uh, Friday. Probably these are going to be passed out heavily tomorrow. That's all going on. You see people milling about. Everyone's giving you a look like, are they cool? Do we have to take – No one's moving to, you know, interfere with you. You're with their friends, so they're assuming you're clear. Um, They bring you down a few steps. You're now on the factory floor, and there's light coming from a small office uh, across the floor. So you and John are escorted there. Door opens. They motion for you to step inside. Everybody's calm. Nobody's showing weapons. It's nothing like that. And inside is sitting your friend eric Yarvest and a young woman uh she is about five three five four very average looking probably could just disappear into a crowd but she has the demeanor her her posture her stance is one of she's sturdy salt of the earth type very you know stockily built and you know russian you know baba yaga but not old but you know that hardy Russian stock, uh, and she's right. standing next to Jarvis, and he motions for you to come in, and she grabs another chair and puts it down for John. The door is shut as you enter, and that's where we'll start. Go. Good evening, Mister Polta. Please, you and your friend, come in.
2: Hello, Mister Jarvis. It's good to see you again, sir. I give him the put my hand out to give him the yep. shake.
1: The shake goes off with no problem.
2: This is my. My mate, Professor Schooley, he is not a member of a foreign organization. However, given the circumstances and the intensity of the situation in your fine country, I did not want to come here on my own. I hope you can
1: understand. Well, of course not. I would think it would have been foolish of you to do such a thing. Is Mr. Schooley, Mr. though, aware of the request that you made to me?
2: Yes, he knows about our... Need for the blood flag, yes.
1: Very well. May I introduce to you one of the heads of social, the communist movement here in Berlin, uh, one of our friends from Russia itself, from Moscow, Miss Natasha Demorov. So Natasha says hello, and uh, she's standing there. He says, well, I reached out to Natasha and the members of her organization, told them of your interest in recovering the flag from outside of Herr Hitler's office and they believe they may have been able to quickly put some sort of a plan together it has some risk but it could reap the rewards that you seek. Before we go any further you would, I hope you understand that uh, we are a little bit hesitant but we are trying to do this the best we can even though we know that this is a very odd request. so. um, Yes,
2: I understand. You also realize that it's mutually beneficial, and we're aware of that as well. What helps mm -hmm. us helps you, and we uh, both make our way of what could have been a very bad situation, maybe change things.
1: If Natasha's uh, plan were to work, we could make uh, quite um, a nuisance of ourselves to the brown shirts and to the Socialists, which would be a good thing if they got some bad press. Natasha, why don't, uh, please, explain the situation.
0: We devised a plan. Ski, but aren't all good plans a little risky? At the rally, Ernest Thalman will be speaking. Supporters will all be there. And our plan is to shoot him while he is speaking. However, don't worry, he's going to get hurt. He's wearing a bulletproof vest the point is to rally up his supporters and those supporters will storm the reichstag and cause a distraction for your team to go in get the flag and get out of the country
1: our hope is that with my connections inside the ministry i will be able to get credentials for you to be inside the building on friday with my signatures there will be no questions asked i can have several of your operatives there. When the march goes from Plottsdam uh, towards the Reichstag because they believe their leader has been killed in an assassination, they will obviously blame the socialists. They will march towards the Reichstag and the Reichstag security forces will not be enough to deal with so many mem- members of the Russian party. They will have to call upon the brown shirts well, who will go outside to stop the mob at that point you should have enough time to get upstairs to recover the flag and i will show you a egress that is underground which you can use to make your way out to the templehof it is a little bit risky and ernst thalmann is not aware that we are going to be shooting at him but for all gatherings of this size he is always wearing a vest so we ask please make sure the person taking the shot doesn't miss the
5: person taking the shot, you say.
1: Yeah, it's the person taking the shot. That would be one of us. Well, um,
2: yeah. Wait a minute. If we're going to shoot shoot this bloke, so, and then somehow we're going to make it into the Reichstag after shooting, and wouldn't it make more sense if one of your guys shoot this shoot this bloke, and we just stand in the shadows and sort of run into the Reichstag as it were, using these credentials and. You know, do we have some form of uniforms or something we need to be wearing as a disguise?
1: We are asking for your assistance in this. I do not feel comfortable letting too many people know about this plan. Natasha feels the same. Uh, Since your organization is obviously going to be intimately involved, and there's only about three of us that are aware, if I add a shooter and ask him to shoot at a communist that he supports that makes no sense and if we are infiltrated
4: right.
1: we could be failed before we even begin natasha do you agree
0: I agree we must keep the circle small if this plan is to work.
1: The...
2: now what are the chances you know oh. let's say let's say i'm the geezer with the gun mm-hmm. what are the chances that i take this this ounce fellow out fake though it might be and your your gang turn on me and turn me into bloody swiss cheese which seems a bit risky i mean no offense to you madam Mm -hmm. you know you you, uh, i i i respect your place here but who's going to make sure that i don't turn into a piece of dead
1: meat we have rented a a floor from an adjacent hotel uh, a room on the fifth floor and your escape route will be guaranteed to get out of the building, you will go up the fire escape, and then across the roof, down to another building, and a car will be waiting to take you away. You will That will not be a problem. They are not going to have enough time to identify the location from the shot. A gun will be in the room already waiting for you. You will not have to even worry about that. If anybody is familiar with the carbine, the Gerwen 898, which is a standard carbine with sight... Uh, that will already be in the room. We already have all that arranged. The gun will be untraceable.
5: Is there any sort of insight into, uh, you know, as they're explaining Psychology. this? Psychology.
1: And who are you aiming it at, uh, John? You're looking at Natasha, or you're looking at Ernst? I'm sorry, uh, Han. Uh, no, Eric Jarvis. Rather. Eric.
5: Eric Jarvis. Yes. Yeah. Eric. Um, since Natasha has been speaking about the plan, I would be looking at Natasha.
1: Okay. And you rolled a thirty. So is that a hard success? That um is a hard success. Yes. Um, what insight are you looking for? If it's legit, if she believes the plan, if she's if there's if it seems like there's anything they're withholding. No, no. They, the plan is to put a gun in the room, have one of your team take the shot, get them out to another location while the other members of your team grab the flag. This, the, the, they're going to claim that he was shot everyone's going to scream they're going to start leading them to the Reichstag in the meantime, after the mob has done its damage and the brown shirts have been blamed in the press the next day, Thalman will stand up and go I survived the attack making him an even greater folk hero this all falls into their wheelhouse of trying to dislodge Herr Hitler right now and his popularity in the parliament
5: Understood. I just wanted to. I mean, it's It's a. a, Yeah. It is. It's a. It's a convenient plan that those here in the room are the only ones that are knowledgeable of. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 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 And 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 the person who's being shot doesn't even know, and one of us has to pull the trigger. Yeah. That. uh, That. The word sucker comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. If this was a Tom and Jerry cartoon, I'd turn into a
1: a a a donkey and start braying.
5: Yeah.
1: Natasha. (laughs) So you see that they look a little hesitant. They're not sure they're, they don't seem as excited as you were when you thought it up. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I wonder why.
0: I just say, look, I can understand why you're hesitant. I understand why you might even be a little bit nervous or afraid. We've had to keep this quieter in order for it to work.
1: You came to us.
2: Yes, I did come to you.
1: Short notice, Um, my friend.
2: This this does sort of seem like a suicide pack. I, I'm sure that you can appreciate that. Uh, you, you know, this has gone from seeking aid to so you're just going to kill this bloke. Nobody's going to know but us two geezers no, no. in the room. And nobody is after dying. you kill him,
1: nobody is dying. He won't dying. be killing
0: him. He has a bulletproof vest on. He doesn't know because we need his reaction to be genuine. We, we need, need the people around on him.
1: the platform to honestly. React as if he has been shot. An assassination attempt has been made. If I thought he could do a blood splatter pack and hit the ground, uh, but he is not from the films, the moving pictures. This is a politician. He's great. Are you able? um, But (laughs) are, are
5: do you are you close enough to him or such that on the day you're able to confirm that he has indeed put on the bulletproof vest or bulletproof armor of some sort? I mean, you know. We're, we're, we keep saying, oh, he usually wears one or always wears one. What, you know, what if he has a bad rash and has been chafing that morning and decides <laughs> right. he doesn't want to
1: put it on? Um, this, <laughs> we'll just go with the wool. <laughs> this sings, my friend, um, you are not Berliner. Um, it would be suicide for him to stand on a pl- platform with the brown shirts as active as they've been and not put on the vest. It, it, but uh, Natasha is part of his circle. She will be close.
5: She would... Uh, she would be able to, to motion or such as, as like, like you know.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. So so since this is my harebrained scheme and I do have a bit of skill with a rifle, I suppose if we are to go along with this that I'll be the poor fool pulling the trigger. If that's going to happen, I want assurances that my man John is in a position where he can best get in the building and get our job done as we're doing your job for
1: you. No, we're all doing this you we are not taking advantage of you my friend. I'm giving you access to the item you seek. You are doing what you need to create the diversion. This is this is so, what we Right. And I'm building. just making sure that that's
2: actually going to happen.
1: Of course, I uh, your friend John will and whomever else you So are,
2: where's John going to be? When this goes down, where's inside, Johnny going to be?
1: Inside the parliamentary building. See, we'll right. be
5: already in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I also, I also have already laid eyes on the flag itself, so I know, I know right where it's hanging.
0: Even better. Is it,
5: is it in some sort of case? Is it going to be hard to get, John? It's right on the wall outside of Herr Hitler's office.
1: Yeah. All now right.
5: that, that that hall, when I saw it, was ensconced with brown shirts.
1: Hence why so, we need a big mob to go to the Reichstag to make them
5: that's why we're that's what we'd be crossing our fingers for but Sid I I would insist that um one of the ladies would have to be with you you can't be out there on your own well I'm gonna be in a
2: building to be honest John if I'm gonna do this crazy thing so that we can move forward with what we've got to do I don't want it to be a situation where anybody else's neck might be in that noose I think that would be foolish and I certainly am not going to even put the scarlet uh, bandana in that situation. I would uh, just uh,
5: prefer to be. So what a I say, geezer. Are you what I say shot? is, uh, I put it. I put it in terms of um, having having been a, a part of a fire team mm-hmm. once or twice during the war. Uh, that having a spotter when you're making a long range shot is almost crucial. Game wise, if one of the ladies who has not used. The eye charm is with him. They can use oh. that to make sure that he does not – assisting him with the shot. Because Who's missing the only one the would be disastrous.
1: Yeah. This is not a I uh, want to screw up.
2: So who has not Who has not used that yet? I think you and I are the only ones that
1: have. Correct.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I see The I see I say the very excitable Catherine Ross flailing about wildly.
5: So the question
1: hangs. From and Abilene and I were the
5: ones that had uh, had infiltrated into the Reichstag the other day. So the two of us going in would be perfect.
1: Yeah. So yeah. the the question comes up again. Natasha asks, "Can you hit him? Are you a good shot?"
2: I'm a good shot. I've done a fair bit of killing.
1: So back over to the girls. Uh, so, Aveline, Catherine, what have you come up with right now? It's closing in. Let's say it's about three, 2.45, almost 3 o'clock in the a.m. You're getting tired.
4: Well, we need to know when the guys are going to get here with the van, you and have. we need to talk to them.
1: Okay, so one of you breaks off and hits the, as we said, nice phone booths uh, around the different parts of the hospital. You deposit a, a coin. You click. It goes through to the, the switchboard at the hotel. Um, mm. you're connected up to the rooms and much to your chagrin it just keeps ringing
3: so they're not there
1: no so you okay drop so we coin. leave a message with the yep. the desk you, in, you get disconnected back you call again you get put through to the front desk and they say hotel Aldon.
3: hello yes it is I give the room number. Mm-hmm. And I would like to leave, um, our gentlemen, they seem to be out at the moment. I'd like to leave a message, and it needs to be delivered exactly.
1: Uh, very well. And uh, the guest's room? I provide the gentleman's number. He says, oh, um, yes, they received a phone call um, about an hour ago and walked out to the front of the hotel, and I have we have not seen them since. But I can take a message for you.
3: Wonderful. So they were at the hotel. You saw them recently ago. You saw them recently.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, the gentleman with the very um, distinguished um... mustache. Yes. yes. He had a message uh, to that I gave him. He made a phone call and then, not long later, a call came for him and they dispatch they departed. They left.
3: Wonderful. So the message for the gentleman, please. Yes. Um. At hospital.
1: At hospital. Please
3: come. Call before leaving, and I give them the number of the hospital.
1: At hospital, please come before leaving, and the number of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And is there a name to the message?
3: Um, tell them. Oh, of course, tell them it's it's Catherine.
1: Catherine Vessen. Very well.
3: Yes, thank you so much.
1: <laughs> he folds it up, and puts it into the uh, cubicle. You disconnect you tell aveline as you step out that the boys aren't there and that's going to put us in a position where the gentlemen are with the communists in the printing press uh secret location trying to make a decision on whether or not to take this rapid plan that the communists were able to put together to try to help them cause problems to the nazi brown shirts of the time um but we're going to end the episodes here uh, not the biggest cliffhanger we have, but hang on, folks, because it's just going to keep getting better. I want to thank all my players tonight. Um, I want to thank Sid, by, played by Joel, Melinda, f- who plays Faye, Natasha, and does our editing, Lauren playing Catherine, Aveline Hammond, played by Kayla, and of course, Professor John Schooley uh, by Scott. Uh, we'll see you next time. Like, share, f- subscribe, follow us on Facebook. But we really do appreciate you listening to Cthulhu and Cairo. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.